sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio, brought to you by a voice you know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Bienvenue and welcome to a new edition of Around the Hearn. A lot of things to get to the next couple of weeks. Boys tournament draw is coming up. We've already had the girls tournament draw. We'll talk about that as well as a couple of uh, terrific guests on this show. And Gary Kreinbrink, the athletic director and girls basketball coach at Lipsick. He talks about the Hall of Fame that they just recently unveiled at Lipsick High School. If you have not seen it, it is absolutely gorgeous. A bright purple wall and a lot of plaques with a lot of cool stories hanging on there. Got to see it myself a couple of weeks ago. And Aaron Matthews, the... Uh, Broadcaster extraordinaire, the commissioner of the NWCC, one of my longest time friends, and uh, was in my wedding. I don't know how much I can actually say about him, well, at least on the show, that uh, you won't hear in the interview, which is he now has the honor of dethroning Jerry Snodgrass as the longest interview on this show. But I promise you it's worth it uh, to listen to both of those guys talk about different things and about uh, things going on. A lot of things to get to. You look at the girls' draw and Mother Nature playing havoc with the scheduling for the next couple of days for the regular season. Kind of frustrating, I'll be honest with you. I've got uh, a Thursday night where I'm free, which means date night with a wife, and that doesn't happen a lot during basketball season. But I'm excited about it. You get to see sort of how the other half lives, but a uh, handful of games still going on. I know a lot of games uh, further north canceled and one that directly impacts my night, being that Ottawa Glendorf's not playing tonight. They were supposed to play Defiance at home, final regular season game for the Lady Titans, but uh, that game moved to tomorrow and something a little bit different too uh, with the way that that draws out because the uh, message talks about it and says uh, the boys and girls JV will play at 4.30 at Defiance. The girls varsity game will be at 6. The boys varsity game will be at 7.30. I guess what that means is I've got a doubleheader on WZOQ radio of a Titan basketball tomorrow. Not mad about it. Got to be honest with you. I love the theory of having a packed house for both the boys and the girls and a little bit of a different trip. Obviously, they're going to Ottawa. Uh, and going to Defiance, but a gorgeous facility they have up there and uh, a lot of great people as well. And, hey, that's, you know, what it is. Mother Nature changes things. Take a look at the tournament. I love uh, the way some of these tournaments have drawn out, and if you haven't seen it, I posted it a lot on social media. Uh, Nate Stidham and I did a tournament preview, sort of of Northwest Ohio, of teams we cover on Z Sports Live that pretty well received it. Got to talk to a handful of coaches and players from the area, a lot of Putnam County League love and Western Buckeye League love, as well as the Spencerville Bearcats. It's really neat. Uh, I posted the SoundCloud link on it. You can find it at soundcloud.com slash WZOQ radio. Didn't cover a lot of this, though. The D2 Paulding District, the girls. Salina starts out with Kenton, a game at Miller City. Because why wouldn't you put it in Miller City? Now the winner gets Napoleon. I'm excited on the 19th. Be able to do that game on uh, K94. You've got Shawnee against Van Wert. That game actually takes place in my backyard in Spencerville. Winner of that game gets Bath. All of this in the D2 Paulding District, which is the Western Buckeye League, plus a couple of teams out of the northern region. 
minus Ottawa Glendorf as they are in Division Three. Defiance gets Elida in the 8 p.m. game on the 18th at Spencerville. Winner of that one gets St. Mary's. And the kind of oddity about those two games on the 22nd is that with the Spencerville girls hopefully playing that night the way that they drew it out, it is uh, two afternoon games, a 1 o'clock and a 2.45 game. Speaking of the Spencerville girls, they get Van Buren on Z Sports 3 on the 18th. They are the 8 p.m. game. Talk to Greg Ekes, the head coach at Spencerville. He said, you know, we like that. They would have three straight 8 o'clock games if they are to get to the district finals. Other uh, games as well, they would have uh, Fairview waiting in the wings for the winner of that one. Balding gets the winner of Patrick Henry and Coldwater. That game you can hear on K94 on the 18th, and then the uh, game on the 22nd would be for the sectional finals. Top half of the bracket may be where a lot of the intrigue is for a lot of people. Tenora gets Liberty Benton on the 19th. They go to Bluffton. Winner of that one gets the winner of Delphus Jefferson and Riverdale, which would also take place at Bluffton. But the early game at Bluffton sees the very first tip-off of that entire district, Allen East against Hicksville. Winner of that one gets top-seeded Ottawa Glendorf. And the kind of the big thing is, Balding is the three seed. They're the uh, number one on the bottom, so to speak. Uh, Liberty Benton, who was beaten by OG at home by 15 last week, decided to go on the same spot. So instead of a district final, you could possibly see that as a semifinal matchup. Either way, I'm telling you, you get your money's worth. D4 district goes to Defiance. Something a little bit different. Talked to Michelle Leach on that preview show I was talking about a couple of minutes ago. Audeville actually gets a buy. They wait for the winner of Lincoln View and Hilltop. That's an Audeville game that take place on the 22nd at Paulding. Crestview takes on Ayersville. Crestview down D4. Now they go to a place they're familiar with at Paulding on the 19th to take on Ayersville. Winner of that one gets either Eden or Edgerton on the 22nd. And the number one seed in that entire district, Wayne Trace. They wait with their buy on the bottom. For me, perhaps one of the most interesting districts in Division 4 takes place with Minster. They are in Wampakoneta. Minster waits out of the bye. They get either Parkway or Ridgemont at St. Mary's on the 22nd. Marion Local takes on USV on the 19th at St. Mary's. Winner of that game gets either LCC or Waynesfield on the 22nd. St. Henry, they take on Perry on the 18th. They go to Bath. Winner of that one, Fort Recovery on the 22nd at Bath. And that's a, a very good Fort Recovery team that is the uh, top seed in that bracket. New Knoxville starts off with Ada on the 19th at Bath. Winner of that game takes on the winner of New Bremen and Harden Northern on the 22nd. And you've got Fort Loramie down in the southern region. They actually start earlier than it does everybody else, but just a, a terrific tournament draw for a lot of these teams, and it'll be interesting to see just exactly how it will play out because there are so many good teams. And, uh, again, I think Loramie is the class of Division Four, But we'll wait and see how that all plays out. Coaches say it doesn't matter what you do for the first 22 games, just what you do for the next six. Well, that's going to be tested. A lot of great things yet to get to. The end of this show 
I'll actually play you a clip that Aaron Matthews and I talk about uh, about when I was an intern at 92 Zoo back in the late 90s. Keep in mind, uh, when you hear this clip, I'm like 15, 16 years old. It's funny to look at things back then, what you don't know then versus now. That is coming up. Uh, Aaron's in a couple of segments here, but Gary Kreinbrink, the athletic director and coach of the Lipsick Girls team, coming up when we come back here on Around the Hearn. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? Uh, no. How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters who have all the experience and can really make things happen, like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. Yep, deep bench there for sure. Then you got the front office personnel. That's all of us. You know, you're right. Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a lot like a sports team. And if you add in our playbook, which includes so many ways to score on a new or pre-owned car truck, the simile is complete. It is. And with our biggest in the area, Lee Kinsel Selection, a customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Like Chevrolet says, find new roads. And Danny. Yeah, Coach? I hope you can dance. We need some cheerleaders. Talking to Gary Kreinbrink, the jack-of-all-trades girls basketball coach, the athletic director at Lipsick, and uh, we were just talking a second ago, Gary. It's a very busy day and a very busy couple of weeks for you. Uh, yeah, you know, um, you know, I think a lot of teams and games are going to be canceled tonight. So, you know, with only one regular season and the girls' season left for next week, um, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's going to be a challenge for some teams to get, get those league games in. Maybe even the fact they might have to con- cancel a non-league game next week to get the league game in. So every school is a little bit different. So I'm sure um, we'll we'll get them in somehow. But um, it's, it's certainly a challenge at this point of the year. Well, kind of the worst thing is you guys have a different league game uh, with Kaleido on Saturday. It's not like it gives you any extra time to prepare because pretty much everything's shut down. Right. Yeah, we have a, a league game on Saturday with Kaleido, and then we also have a league game next week with Liberty Benton on Thursday. So with our game canceled tonight with Van Buren, Van Buren has a game on Tuesday next week, so we can't go Tuesday. So it's either going to be like a Monday or possibly a week from Saturday, which really kind of puts it right up against the tournament. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens and just, just it is what it is and go from there. Well, and it's kind of crazy that way too because for the most part, Mother Nature has been pretty decent, I think, through this winter of you know right. one or two games. I, I can only remember one or two games – uh, I was at your guys' place a couple weeks ago for the boys, and it snowed that night, but it's right. been pretty calm otherwise. Yeah, it has been. It's been a mild winter, and uh, so we've been pretty lucky on that part. It's just that when you do get a cancellation at the end of the year, um, it, it, it becomes challenging. I would imagine this is probably one of your busiest about months of the year with tracks not that far away. You've got tournament you're working on. You're talking about rescheduling games, and uh, the Northwest District Board and everything they have going on. Yeah, it's um, and I'm on the state board of directors <laughs> right oh, now. Just, too, to, just to throw that in yeah, too. Just to add, yeah, throw that in there too. Um, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's certainly a challenge. But um, you know, I just try to do the best I can, and you know, I, I like being involved, and and so um, just trying to make good decisions for for the kids that you know play sports all across the state. 
kind of that age old, uh, I get 20 minutes of rest here and there every once in a while. Yeah. Every once in a while. Um, that's a good way to put it. You've got a big tournament draw. You look at the way that the tournament draw came out for you guys. You get Macomb at Patrick Henry. Uh, does that work out for you the way that it kind of drew itself out? Um, it, it was hard to tell. I mean, we were the number nine seed, so, you know, we didn't have a lot of choices. Um, you know, we really didn't want to go up to the top right away and play Columbus Grove. Um, you know, and I really, you know, didn't, you know, you didn't, I didn't really want to go back up with our number two seed, which is Arlington up with them. So our two choices were to go play North Baltimore at the bottom of the bracket or really play Macomb at the top of the bracket. Um, so, and then with us and Macomb and Miller City and Delta St. John's, you know, those four teams um, are, are somewhat equal, I think. So really anybody that gets hot, any one of those four teams could, could advance to the district. So we were kind of looking at not only the first game potentially, but maybe the second game too. So, but uh, yeah, Macomb's playing really well though. Um, so that, that first game will be really difficult. We lost by five to them early in the year. So we'll see. Um, you know, our, our district um, is, is very strong this year with I think nine or 10 of the teams, actually 10, I believe, um, over 500. So that only means four teams are under 500. So it, it's a really good district and somebody's got to play well to, to get to the regional out of this district. Well, and how much can you take out of that game with McComb? I mean, that happens basically the first week or so of the season. Uh, right. Obviously, they're different. You're different from from then to now. Yeah, because you know we're playing a lot. We're playing three freshmen, so you know I'm confident that those three have you know grown and improved. Um, you know that that the right there is an oddity for you, right? Because you you guys are normally pretty upperclassmen dominated. We are. Uh, we knew this season was coming. Um, it's you know, for a while now, we just have two seniors and the junior class has always been um, really small. Um, in fact, there, there's only four junior high girls in that class that played. And so now we have, we're down to one. So we just have three upperclassmen when you think of juniors and seniors. So the rest of our kids are sophomores and freshmen. So we knew there'd be a transition year. Um, and this is that. And for the most part, you know, we're pretty happy with how the season has progressed. Um, we certainly got a couple of very tough games left, so we're looking forward to you know finishing things up and getting a tournament and see where we go from there. Obviously, you've been around long enough to understand uh, maybe more than the girls, so to speak. Of yeah, we might take those lumps this year, learning with that younger class, but it's really going to help us in the future. Yeah, well, hopefully. Um, you never know. I mean, you know, we we had a rash of injuries here the last couple of weeks too that. Um, it's kind of put us back a little bit. We had a girl tear her ACL. We had a separated shoulder with another girl and two severe ankle sprains. So, um, so we're, we're trying to deal with all those things too right now. And, and that's not easy when you see kids get hurt, not being able to finish the season. So, but that's, that's part of the part of playing um, sport. So um, we just deal with it and move on and, and try to do the best we can. I talked to Chris Coleman a lot, and I, I just got to finally do a game at your guys' place not that long ago. He had said to me, you have to have Gary on because you have to ask him about the Hall of Fame. And it was one of those things that I, I had wanted to do it, and finally the timing worked out. But when I saw that in person, you guys did an amazing job because that is a beautiful mural and in, in plaques there on the wall. Yeah, we. I mean, we had been kind of – I had been kind of tossing it around in my mind for a number of years. 
Um, and, you know, finally I got kind of the approval from our, our administration um, to, to go forward with it. So um, we decided um, to go ahead and do it and got some ideas from other people on how they did it and the application process and the committee you put together and all those things. So, um, yeah, and the plaques that, that we put up um, in our gym lobby, um, all of those things, um, I think, add to our school and add to our athletic department. And it's nice and, and fun to see those people come back, whether it's a team or an individual from, you know, many years ago um, at times to come back and be recognized for what they did at Lipstick High School. So and it's been a really good thing. Um, so we, we do it every two years. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to do it again in two years and, and keep, keep it going, I guess. <laughs> You've uh, obviously had a lot of success at Lipsick and a lot of those young ladies on the wall. How did how did you determine in your head of, all right, how do I look at it and go, this is the first one? And then I know I – because I know you have, you know, quite a few great players that have played for you. Yeah, I mean, Candy Myers was the first girl to get inducted um, a couple years ago, and – actually would have been four years ago already. Um, she was just an amazing athlete. And we also not only look what they did in high school, but what they did um, after high school. And Candy, as far as, you know, talking about her, she got a four-year scholarship, full ride to Gannon University, and then later played at Florida Gulf Coast University after transferring. So, you know, and then she was an outstanding softball and track athlete as well as a volleyball athlete too. So, multi-sports athletes are really important as well and and also post high school um what you did there um matters too for us in the committee so um she was kind of a no-brainer as being a first um or one of our first inductees as far as the girls go i know it's always been an important thing at lipstick to have kind of a homegrown thing as far as coaches go with you guys have been pretty fortunate both on the boys and the girls side to have a lot of uh hey, we win here, we get this, you know, mentality. How important has that been to sort of give to the kids? Yeah, it's really important. Um, you know, I, I, I give our school board, our administration a lot of credit because, you know, they support the coaches. Um, we don't have a lot of turnover in really a lot of the sports that we have. I mean, our football coach has been here a long time. Our baseball coach has been here a long time. Um, our volleyball coach, um, has been here for a while and he'll be here a long time. He's from lipstick, you know, myself and, and Chris has been part of the program now for, you know, probably close to 15 years or whatever it was. So yeah, we just try to support our coaches and, and, and not have a lot of turnover, keep the continuity going. And we understand there's going to be down years and people get upset, but we just kind of stay the course and, and things have seemed to work out pretty well when, when schools can kind of and kind of keep that and not just have every year non-renewing a coach or getting or they resign because things aren't going well. And so I think it's important for us and we're pretty happy with that. Not only have we done that with the coaches, but also I think with our athletic department in general. So I think we've only had three athletic directors in like the last 50 years. So, wow. and that's kind of unusual too, because, you know, there seems like 80s just, you know, turnover left and right um, all over the place. Well, and, and that's kind of a harder thing, but, it, it, it is interesting. I, that's That blows my mind. I didn't even realize that. But with you being a guy who's been there forever, you know, you look at the way the Putnam County League has gone throughout the years, and, you know, you and Dave Clayman for a long time, 
You guys saw a lot of turnover, though, outside of that. It's kind of a different thing nowadays. Coaches aren't around for as long as they used to be. No, it, it, it's certainly different. I mean, the, the, the time of coaches getting into a head coach and being there for 20 or 25 years, those days are pretty much over. Um, you still have one or two that'll hang in there, but um, it just doesn't happen much anymore. So, I mean, that's too bad, but um, that's just the reality of, of the profession right now. You've got what, like another 15 or 20 left? I don't. I don't have that many left. So every year, I, you know, I just, I just tell myself, tell my um, kids, um, you know, that, you know, it's just year to year. Um, you know, I, I really miss not being able to see um, my son who's coaching at Napoleon. You know, I, I, I don't get to see very many of his games. So that, that kind of upsets me. So I'm just trying to figure it out as we go. And, and you know, I haven't made any decisions. I'm just, just trying to go year by year and, and see what happens next. You got to take more 10 minute naps instead of those 20 minute naps. See what you can accomplish. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for uh, explaining yep. all about the Hall of Fame and everything. Sure. No problem. Appreciate it. That's Gary Kreinbrink, the uh, do it all at Lipsick here on the show. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well, then head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062 and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Back on Around the Hearn as we talk now to Aaron Matthews, the Northwest Central Conference Commissioner. The uh, I, I tried to think of a fancy intro, I'll be honest, of all the things <laughs> that he's got going on. Um, my friend, uh, Aaron Matthews is the easiest way to probably describe it because to be honest with you, it's only like an hour show. Like I don't have time for all of your things. <laughs> well, let, let's put it this way. If it wasn't for, and I'm not talking in the third person, but, but I'm going to say it this way. If it wasn't for Aaron Matthews, there is no Mike Hearn broadcasting more than likely because you, you started out as an intern. And I consider myself a very proud mentor when it comes to Mike Hearn, Around the Herd, uh, everything else. No, no, you, you can't take Around in. the Herd. John Rawlings will call me about that one. Uh, sorry, he's in Evansville. Who gives a crap? Yeah, it's too far of a drive. <laughs> but it is crazy. I actually told somebody that story the other day. Um, actually, you know what? It's one of your TV partners. The other night I saw him in Spencerville. And mm-hmm. uh, I saw Doug, and I told him, he said something, and I said, yeah, you know, I just realized that that was about 22 years ago. Yeah. We, we would back the bus up, go beep, beep, and play ball. I actually, if I had thought about it, I would have played that clip. <laughs> I'm pro- it's probably better off that I didn't. But uh, you were you were you were quite the young Padawan back in the day, and you know what? It's interesting too to me, kind of as an aside, that the last twenty two years have been kind of fascinating. If you were to pull out certain things for either one of us, where you know we do some stuff together for a while with Lime Warriors, and it sort of crosses for a while where we're we're kind of working aside. We're not, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and then you see each other everywhere. But it's fascinating to think to me, and, and I realize this sounds sort of self-serving, but that's not what I'm saying. Think about all the broadcasts in the six-county areas 
in the last 20 years. Think of the percentage that probably has either my name or your name on it. It's it's a lot. It, it, a lot of people it, changing the channels, I think. Um, possibly, or people actually tuning in and wanting to be entertained and compelled or whatever you want to call it. But man, it, that's what it says been, on my business uh, card anyways. <laughs> I, I will put it very mildly. It has been one hell of a ride uh, with you the last uh, 22 plus years. And obviously it's going to continue for hopefully at least 22 more, um, you know, because, you know, let's, let's be real. You know, you're not only your co you're my, you're my brother. You're one, you're my brother from another mother. You always have been, you always will be. And, you know, it's a special bond that you and I have. And obviously broadcasting is a big time common denominator when it comes to it. And uh, like you said, we've only got just a little bit of time because if we wanted to go on and on and on, we could really get into things and uh, share uh, oh, yeah. from the dark, yeah, web, no, I from try the dark to, web. Yeah. I try to keep this show to like an hour. I already got That's 10, 15 well, minutes from Gary. So I, I don't, I can only do so much with you. Exactly. But it is crazy though, because I was thinking about this the other day and I, and I can think of a small handful of people, but between probably me, you, and our buddy Jim Hyatt, we probably work damn near everywhere. And <laughs> both of you guys are a big reason why I am where I am. I like to joke with Hyatt and say he's the only guy dumb enough or smart enough, however you look at it, to have hired me twice. Now, let me ask you this, because, I mean, I brought you on as an intern, and then I got you in with the Warriors. So, technically, didn't I hire you twice, too? Neither you one of them paid, paid so no. <laughs> exactly. If the check doesn't clear, I ain't counting it. <laughs> Uber fact. That's exactly Uber how it's fact, going. Brother. I stopped working for free a long time ago. Amen. You know, but, Snoop Dogg once said, if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. And I, that's one of my lifelong mottos now. I, I tell everybody all the time, you want to get into broadcasting, don't work for free. Amen. Because it goes it goes to the age-old thing of know your own value. If you work for free, then someone thinks your value is zero. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, that's for my broadcasting course. It only costs, I think, ninety nine ninety five. That's a different podcast. Operators, operators are standing by. Right. Yeah. Right. The phones are <laughs> dusty. I got that lady in the lobby in Beetlejuice. She's taking the calls. Oh gosh. Yeah, it's not going to work real. You get the number. The shrunken head guy is waiting on you. But uh, <laughs> see, this is why I had to have a a linear thought process. <laughs> it, it is neat, though. I mean, to look at it and go, all right, we've been fortunate enough to be able to be part of, a, whether it was together or apart, some pretty big events in the area. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, obviously, you look at the, the scope of what has gone on uh, in Lima Land sports, you know, in the last 10, 15 years that, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously somewhere in that juncture that this grind for both of us really picked up. Um, you know, I'm blessed, honored, fortunate, whatever superlative you want to use, uh, you know, to have been able to be the voice of Lima Central Catholic for all three of their state championship uh, basketball teams uh, in 2010, 2014, and 2016. I've got the hardware to prove it, i.e. the ring. Um, Thanks, you know, Frank. My, those are, <laughs> you know, and Seg. <laughs> you know, and, you know, such, a, uh, such an honor and blessing to be a part of those and not only that, but to become a member of the LCC community. And even though I'm not doing their games anymore, um, you know, having transitioned to TV, um, I still consider myself a part of that community They because they welcomed me. They welcomed my family. 
uh, with such open arms. But, you know, just to have the opportunity um, to expand my broadcast horizons too, um, to do so many other cool things, you know, getting to go to Comerica Park in Detroit to broadcast college baseball when the University of Northwestern Ohio played up there uh, against uh, Madonna University, who has a big connection with the Illich family and how that all came about. I heard little she's not did a great I hitter. know. <laughs> let me let me tell you this though. Little did I know, Mike, that you know, approximately two years after I do that, I end up working for the university and working, you know, with the baseball program as the uh, director of baseball operations and setting up their meals, doing setting up meals, travel, uh, grade checks, class checks. I mean. Uh, when we do this, uh, the school we were on a uh, school delays. Yeah, colleges have delays too. Um, guys didn't have class until ten o'clock. I, I, <laughs> Not I enough. I've heard checks. this story. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but we had, you know, we had. I did class checks today to make sure guys were in class, and you know, our, at the same time, our baseball team left for Mississippi this morning. You know, at seven o'clock to hit the road on Thursday morning to, uh, you know, to open up their season against a very, very good Freed Hardman program and. You know, I've been blessed to be put in this situation to work with these uh, student athletes here on campus and work with our baseball program and, you know, to meet some unique men from all walks of life and all different, literally different countries. We have five countries on our varsity roster alone. Which is crazy. And speaking of numbers, has it hit you yet that this is actually your fourth decade of broadcasting? Uh, you know, it's funny you say that because it was earlier this week, I was figuring it out and I was like, uh, you know what? I start, I started in the nineties. Yeah. This, this begins, begins the fourth decade of broadcasting excellence over the course of 26 years. And you know, it just, how it all played out, how it all played out and how fortunate I was to get in a position to uh, begin as a freshman in high school and literally start on the air on my 15th birthday is just. You know, I've been blessed on so many levels, and I try to keep that as a, a firm focus and foundation for what I do get to do professionally. I always find that amusing how, and I know there's a lot made of this with uh, the the bigger uh, national broadcasters, but origin stories are always fascinating to me about how guys got into that. I mean, you know, the Vince Scully story, basically about, hey, uh, we need a guy. You're going to do this, yep. you know, down to kind of the same thing of I end up on Friday nights reading high school scores. And it's amusing to me now, as I listen to that back 20 some years later, that I, the things I know now, obviously that I didn't know then, but I always wanted to do this. Like, this is what I knew I wanted to do, but you don't hear it Mm -hmm. then, you know, like I listen to it and go, Oh my gosh, just please make this stop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same thing. You know, like I said, 15th birthday, doing news on a Sunday morning at a small town radio station in Logansport, Indiana. And um, I was I was God awful, horrible. I wouldn't have blamed them if they if they had uh, if they had let me go after that. But, you know, they stuck with me um, and I was just blessed to be able to get into some situations where at one point I was the youngest everyday air personality in the country doing afternoon drive um, on this you know, 6,000 watt radio station in uh, North central Indiana. Just for you. I just found this. This is new. I'm his number one. He 
Eggman's coming up now. Save from the Spice Girls. So now she's like doing like her own little ditty thing. She claims to still be a part of them, but yet she wants to do her own thing at the same time. Tune is called Northern Star. Taking on the new one from Mandy Moore. It is called The Candy. So you get both of them in their party. Coming up at 9 o'clock at 92 Zoo. We want the black hammer version of Crazy. Here it is now. Enjoy it with 92 Zoo. That's 1998, Aaron Matthews. Wow. Uh, I'm going to tell you straight up right now. I wish you could... uh, yeah, I wish you could see the grin on my face. Oh, I sorry, 1999. To, I offered to come and do it face-to-face, and you're like, no, let's just do it this way. But, dude, I, I'm grinning from ear to ear. There's a reason such... why we're not doing this face-to-face. Oh, I, I need this to be like 15 because, minutes. Exactly. But, uh, you know, it's the, the, the smile because there's so many memories that go, you know, with, with taking, you know, that night show, you know, and going 7 to midnight and just, you know, I had so much fun. I worked with such great people on so many levels and people that I'm still friends with to this day and still close with. And, um, obviously, you know, the opportunity that came to have you come aboard, help me out with some stuff on Friday nights during football and basketball and, you know, the connections that that made. And man, man, you, you brought back some memories. Uh, I'm surprised though. It wasn't, the, it wasn't a clip of like Timmy from South Park dropping in or, well, um, I, I, I did, think I did like that music in the background, a little X to the Z exhibit. Right. I think later on uh, in the close of this show, I'm going to try to play the actual. Uh, I know right where the clip is, but I have them all. I didn't have it cut up of where we're actually doing the scoreboard show sort of uh, oh, as yes. as a late tribute. And I don't know how much I'm going to take for this because I don't think I've ever actually played it <laughs> out loud to anyone who didn't uh-huh. hear it then, or you and I, I played it once for my wife and she just laughed. Right. But <laughs> thankfully we've grown a little bit since then. And yeah. We, we, yeah. Big not time. just the, uh, not just the waistline from all the pizza we used to eat on Friday nights. Hey, Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's crazy though. To think. Free, by the way, it's crazy though to think though, by the way, you talked about connections and about people now, I think that's one of my greatest pieces of advice for young broadcasters is even though you may leave somewhere, don't burn a bridge because Mm -hmm. especially unless you're working national, obviously, you know, even then you don't want to do it, but you never know who quote unquote you're going to need. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, you know, it's funny. Like I talked about my start in Indiana, my, my mentor, Tim, um, you know, I'm still close with him. I still, you know, we chat, we don't chat as much as we'd like to, but we still talk with each other. Um, my boss in, in Mount Vernon, Ohio, where I worked after that, you know, was still in high school. I've stayed in touch with him over the years. Obviously the people there at, at 92 zoo here in Lima, um, the former clear channel that I worked at a couple of since, you know, Phil Austin is still a mentor, you know, and still a brother to me to this day. In fact, my son's name, Austin, part of that came from, from Phil, but you know, even when I went to Illinois, what, (laughs) but even, you know, I had the opportunity to go to Illinois and and work for a cluster radio stations there. And the, my boss that I worked for out in Illinois, I stayed friends with. And, uh, you know, it's like you said, you never want to burn a bridge. And, you know, as I transitioned through my career and, you know, worked in management, you know, I've been through the peaks and valleys. I've been you know, at the highest of highs, I've been at the lowest of lows on a couple of occasions. I mean, it's it's always humbling to, you know, kind of have things happen to you. Um, 
that aren't necessarily the greatest for you at that time, but there's such learning experiences and I've, I've never held ill will and I've stayed, you know, and I made sure not to burn bridges because you never know when you might need someone or somebody might need you as well. And, you know, I've always been willing, as you know, to help out anybody I've worked with in the past, if they need a reference, I'll give them a reference, a letter of recommendation. You know, I've got guys that I've worked with that even earlier this week asked me to, you know, take a listen to their demo tape that they were sending off to a market to, you know, try to get a job in a, in a top 50 market. You know, that, that makes me feel good. But the thing that gets me the best satisfaction is watching those who worked under me, you know, that, that learning tree, so to speak, you know, how the how coaches have that coaching tree. Um, you know, I, I, I have like that tree as well. And, you know, seeing what you do, seeing what guys that I've worked with, you know, in radio and television, you know, getting opportunities, you know, whether it's somebody I've helped out, you know, three nights in a, in a year or guys that I've been friends with for over 20 years, it gives me, that gives me the most satisfaction. Those that are on, that I consider to be on my learning tree, um, to do doing well and succeeding and not just in broadcasting, but in business and in life. Cause a lot of them aren't even in radio or in television anymore. They're just, you know, they've got out of the media industry and they're, they're killing it. And I'm so proud of them. I actually just had a, an idea for a new podcast as if I need more things to do while yeah, you're no saying kidding. that of sitting down with my friends and just discussing, I used to would be the name of the podcast. And the thought behind it would be, I used to work at, let me tell you a couple of stories that aren't aided by like a court order. Like, because I was thinking about that and I was thinking as we kind of start to wrap this up, um, the Illinois thing kind of made me laugh because in my head, I know those stories Mm -hmm. and I thought, well, you could probably only tell a couple of those. Yeah. And then I thought about a couple other people's jobs and I thought, well, you could probably only tell a couple of those, but that'll be interesting. Yeah. You know, you know, and maybe someday that'll be the case, but you know, I, I've been so fortunate in the 26 years that I've been able to do this, you know, you know, and continuing, you know, to kind of evolve like I have. And it's about evolution. It's about reinventing yourself. You and I are big pro wrestling fans. And I absolutely love what Chris Jericho has done with his career, reinventing himself time and time again. And, um, and now he's, you know, the champion with uh, all elite wrestling and how he has gone to Le Champion. And I love how he just, you know, reinvents the wheel with himself and does different things, even if at, you know, 48 years old and to go, you know, to make the transition more into a a TV role um, as opposed to radio. But there's still so many concepts and, you know, elements that are the exact same. You're you're telling a story, you're painting a picture, um, you're you're painting it with the aid of, you know, people being able to see it. But at the same time, you're also doing it in a different way. And I still am fortunate enough that I get to get my radio fix, you know, help here in Lima uh, with WIMA doing stuff with, with them, with Todd Walker, with Alex Wolf, and filling in on games and helping out with uh, countdown to kickoff, countdown to tip off. And that's, that's been great for me to continue to do, you know, still get the radio love um, going. But uh, I, I love what I'm doing with WOSN on TV. I love what I'm doing, you know, as the conference commissioner with the Northwest Central Conference. Um, I enjoy what I'm doing here at UNOH with the baseball program and still getting and broadcasting, you know, baseball, softball and basketball too, which is, you know, it's been, it's been a real blessing for me to get to do that too here. And uh, they understand that that's my first love. That's my first passion. And, 
you know, they also understand it helps pay the bills. So if I don't want to go on a road trip because I'm going to do some ball games, that's fine and dandy. And there's no, that's never been an issue. I can't wait to see in a couple of years what happens the first time that you call one of your kids games. That will be interesting. You know, um, I, I look forward Which begs to that. the question, do you call that off and sit in the stands or do you do the game? I'm doing the game. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. All right, it. I, I should have asked a normal game. person. <laughs> no, I mean, and Austin, and, and, and in his case, I mean, I've called him Austin twice now. I mean, I know, I mean, we know him as Dizzle. He's, he texted me and he said it was Austin. So, I mean, it clears. Yeah, well, that's when, well, that's when he got his phone. I mean, that, that would be cool, you know, and my dream, my dream call, which I, I'll be honest, I don't think it will happen because of great, the, the age separations um, with my nephews. I have an older nephew who's an eighth grader, and then um, I have two that are both in sixth grade. They're, they're literally four weeks apart from each other that, you know, you know, one's the ball carrier gets tackled by the other and assisted by the other or something like that, you know. If, I don't know if that will happen with football, but I would love it for baseball because that's where that's where Dizzle has really that's his sport. He's not a big basketball fan. Um, he'll watch a little bit of it with me. Um, he likes football. He actually wants to help coach football um, and has helped him wants to go that route as far as maybe coaching and learning and from that perspective. Uh, but baseball is his sport, and you know it also has helped him that he has grown um, six inches in the last eight months. So he's had one hell of a growth spurt and. We've had to buy all new clothes, all new shoes since the beginning of the school year. Daddy's got to keep working. So that's exactly that's why Daddy's doing six games this week. I got to pay bills. What's uh, what do you have this weekend? Uh, for WSN, I will be a part of the Delta St. John's Parkway game. Looking forward to that one. Um, Parkway is a, a young young team by in my estimation with the uh, being so junior led, and they're they're in the thick of things in the MAC. St. John's is down a little bit, but. Uh, they're trying to get the uptick going as uh, we get ready for the high school tournament. Um, got two UNOH games on Saturday afternoon, and then I'll head to Fort Lormie, get to see our good friend Corey Britton take on the Perry Commodores as Matt Tabler's club heads to Shelby County for the second time this week. Uh, both coaches, by the way, big fans of the show. Both have been on the show. And fun fact, heading into this weekend, Matthew Tabler has not lost since he was a guest on this show. Mm, he lost on Tuesday. No, it doesn't count. Because I what didn't know about it till right now, so it doesn't count. Ah, uh, I see. So, so if it didn't happen on TV, the old wrestling adage, uh, if it didn't happen on TV, it didn't happen. Yeah, I honestly, Tuesday was kind of like the, Rio, Rio, the Rio de Janeiro Intercontinental Championship, Pat I, Patterson. I forgot. You got to go back and hear him talk about how he loves Friday, Tuesday, and how I hate it. Yes. That's because it throws he me off because boys shouldn't be playing in the middle of the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Pace could get his way, he would like to go Thursday night, Saturday afternoon. I too. know. You go back and listen to the podcast. He talks about that. Yeah, him and I have had some discussions in about that. Detail. <laughs> yes, he, he's a great dude. And there's a, so is Coach Britton. I'm looking forward to seeing him on Saturday. I haven't seen, I saw him during football, but we didn't get a chance to really talk. And I haven't seen his team play in person. I've seen him on TV, but uh, Corey does an excellent job at Fort Moramie and, uh, Shelby County League, in my opinion, extremely underrated with such good basketball uh, that they have with Anna, with Jackson Center. Obviously, you throw Botkins in the mix and Lormie. And, you know, it's just, it's been a solid year for that league. And wouldn't surprise me if we saw somebody out of the Shelby County League 
uh, in Columbus uh, coming up in March, especially now that the Wapakoneta district winner goes north to Bowling Green, doesn't go south to Kettering. That should be real interesting. I uh, have seen Loramie at Loramie three times this year. My phone has no signal when I walk in the building. But the yep. greatest takeaway for that is watching Corey carry around his baby until, uh, I say baby, but she's getting pretty big now. Uh, she'll be the older here in a while. But yes, she until tip-off and then just hand her to the next person to come through the door and uh, <laughs> just the great community of that whole yeah. thing. Yeah, Loramie is one of my absolute favorite places to go. And you mentioned, you said that word community, you know, whether it's football, whether it's boys basketball, girls basketball, which I'll see them uh, in girls action next week, uh, which I'm extremely looking forward to that. Um, hey, me too. Tuesday or Saturday? Uh, Saturday with Liberty Benton. Sounds like a plan. It's a date. I'll see you there. Yeah. Spend the whole week down there. Yeah, I'm there, I'm down there next Friday. Well, I'm in that vicinity Friday uh, at Versailles. Then Saturday at, at Lormier. Then I got to go to Kenton on Saturday night. So hell of a drive for that uh, on Saturday, but all in fun and always excited because I can probably smash up hothead burritos. I, I got smarter and ended my night in Anna. Oh, very cool. Aha. Yeah. Schedule. Hey, if you get a, if you get a chance in Anna, I'm going to tell you this. Um, Broadcast. If they will, if, it depends on how they set up. Uh, I was in Anna a couple weeks, a few weeks ago. They played St. Henry, and they put us in the quote dressing room of the music area. It's right at center court. It's a you know, it's, it was a small, quaint area. It was so much fun. It was one of the coolest, unique settings that I've ever had for a ball game. What was even cooler is how I was sitting. I, I was able to take one of the music stands for your for your uh, oh, good your stuff. I put my I just put my notes on it. So I just had to do turn, turn my head, look at my notes, turn my head, look at my notes. I loved it. Didn't have to have them laid out in front of me. It was just it was so cool and I thoroughly enjoyed that. I think that's another episode, but I will toss you uh before I ask you my last question. I had uh, a couple of years ago doing the OG boys at Miller City, I sat on the floor behind the basket. Mm-hmm. And it was the music area, it was the exact same thing. And that was one of the most interesting things I think I've ever been a part of. Jake Hoffman got his thousand point that night. They blasted my alma mater. It's a whole thing. Um, this is, were they playing music? No, I was to say, that music area, was, they, weren't, they didn't have the band there. Anything, no, they didn't so have the band there. You no, I had to open up the garage window to be able to call the game. Yes. Um, people want to follow you, social media, keep up with all you're doing. How do they do that? Uh, really simple. I try to keep it as easy as possible with, uh, with IG, with, uh, with Twitter, uh, at Matthews, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S underscore show. Um, try to post uh, pictures from my office of each week because it is a rotating office satellite location, if you will. Um, if you will. I, of course, if you exactly, Dusty Rose, the American dream. Uh, I, I'm on Snap. I'm on, I'm on all that stuff. You can find me. Uh, but usually I keep Snap and Facebook more towards uh, um, friends. And yeah, if, if you want to follow me there, chances are I may follow you back. But uh, Twitter and uh, Maybe. Instagram are usually the best ways to get me. Uh, like I said, at Matthews underscore show. Um, I will not slide into your DMs. I can tell you that much right now. It's a whole marriage thing. Exactly. God bless it, too. That is the uh, commissioner and broadcaster extraordinaire, Aaron Matthews, here on Around the Hearn. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm the person to blame for you.
being in broadcasting, and I absolutely love it. Uh, thank you so much for the opportunity. I've only been pestering you about it a little bit for the last few weeks. I'm so proud of where you've gone, what you've become, and what you continue to do and, and evolve. And uh, I can't, I can't tell you enough. And I try to tell you every time we talk, especially when we need to vent, just how proud I am of you. And I, I love the hell out of you, brother. Checks in the mail. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Back on the podcast, and I said earlier on there were only two guests in the opening. I misspoke. Sometimes things work out where you get kind of a surprise, and first person to be back on the show, John Burke, the head coach oh, at St. So Mary's. <laughs> it's like the good and bad. Sometimes you realize, like, oh, I have <laughs> 10 minutes to fill. Who have I not talked to lately? Will John Burke answer my call? This is the question. <laughs> well, all the crap you give me during the football season, I think you missed me. Well, I mean, I haven't been over there lately, and I missed you guys when I was in Vegas. So, you know, that's you, true. You've done pretty that's well, though, since that point. Yeah, since OG, we haven't lost a game. So, <laughs> things are going pretty well. As long that's, as we're making our shots, things are going pretty well. That's, uh, and that's happened quite a lot lately. It seems like, for whatever reason, you guys just sort of, and we talked about it early in the year. You just kind of broke through the shots that you were getting that weren't falling earlier on. Now yeah. you're getting it and you're getting those big stops. Yeah. We've seen a lot of growth out of our sophomores. Uh, we have Elena Maker and Noe Ruane who are, I think got a lot more confidence in their game. In those first couple of games, they weren't taking their shots. They weren't being aggressive. Um, and now they are. Um, and then I think Allie Wills, our senior, I think she's starting to take her shots more and get to the basket it just gives us three more people you have to guard on any given night. And, and that's a nice dynamic of our team. So, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of how we've developed over the course of this season. Um, and, and hopefully we can keep it going. And you're one of only a handful of teams, I think, that survived Mother Armageddon tonight for the winter that actually gets <laughs> to play tonight. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised we are playing. Um, Bath is willing to make the trip down. Um, it should actually be a pretty good drive for them, though. 75 and 30 journey. It's a straight shot. So, road shouldn't be that bad for them. So, I'm glad we're getting the game in because it's better to get it in tonight versus uh, real close to sectional. And that's a fascinating Bath team for me. I've seen them in person a couple of times. I remember a year ago, I talked to a couple of coaches and they said, you know, this is a very, very young team. They were starting a couple of freshmen and a sophomore, mm-hmm. and maybe they're a year or two away. Uh, they've they lost obviously a couple of games early on where they're still coming together. But how do you slow them down? Uh, you handle the ball. They, they have a really good pressing team. They're athletic. They're a lot like us, um, actually. Um, they have Renner, who's a, a good sized post that we don't have. But I think other than that, our matchups across the board are actually very comparable. Um, so I think you try to take care of the ball as best you can, limit your turnovers. They turn a lot of defense and offense. And if you can handle the ball and be patient offensively and don't get don't get sped up like they like to do to other teams, um, you can be in pretty good shape. So 
that's going to be the key for us tonight. That's a really good team, and uh, it's going to be a test for our kids to see kind of where we're at heading into sectionals, and we could end up playing Bath again if, if we take care of our business in sectionals. Uh, we could very well see them again. So it, it's always a fight when we play Bath. It's always a good game. It's two programs with got a lot of history together and playing each other in sectionals and districts and for WBL titles. Um, so it's, it's going to be a fun atmosphere tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Would you rather play a team like Bath early in the season so that if you get them again, they don't know as much about your current team or does it really matter at this point? I think it's a fair question. Um, and, And I can honestly go either way. Beginning of the year, you don't really know who you have yet. Um, beginning of the year, I'm talking like early December. Um, you're, I think both all the teams are just trying to figure out their roles and, and figure out who they are. Um, and as you get toward the end of the year, you've got really good film on people. Um, whereas beginning of the year, you know, I don't take much when I'm doing my scouting. I don't take much into consideration from November and early December on teams because so much changes. Um, so now by now, you, you pretty well know who, who you're facing. And if we were to see Bath again here in two, three weeks, we, I mean, we, we would know again <laughs> some things that didn't work, some things that maybe worked, um, and you got to make some tweaks. But, um, you know, Greg Mock's a really good coach, so I know that he would, he would come out with some adjustments. Uh, and I, clearly we would have adjustments. So I, I think it makes it interesting either way. Um, going against Bath, I like to be more prepared to, than less prepared. So I'm happy with where we have them. Um, but I, you know, whether you're playing on Thanksgiving weekend or into February, it's going to be a a tough fight and it's going to be a battle no matter what. I love to come out and be prepared as as best you can. I love the story that, uh, evening leader did a nice piece on you where it talks about you have the fifth most wins of any St. Mary's girls coach and the third best winning percentage. Now I know that you don't really look at that because you're in the middle of the season, but Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you in terms of, you know, the program was down kind of for a while before you you took the reins and to be able to get that uh, kind of switch where, you know, people are talking about you guys every year now when the WBL comes out of, watch them. They're going to be something. Mm-hmm. It, and, and I think that's the big thing is just trying to get our kids on the map. On the map. Our kids work hard. Um and giving them opportunities to play in big games, big environments. That's what it's all about um, in high school basketball and developing them from freshman to senior year. Uh, you know, and I'm blessed. I have parents who are supportive of everything that we do from uh, the six nights a week practice at the beginning of the year, the boot camp we put them through in the first three weeks, conditioning and weightlifting and practice. Uh, we work hard. And that's a testament to the kids and, and that they got a dedication they're willing to put at. And then we do it again in June and, and go hard. Um, we go away for camps. We have shootouts. We work out. We And it, these kids are also playing volleyball and soccer and softball. So being able to balance everything they're, they're doing. And also, you know, this is something I talked to a lot of coaches about is we really work closely with our soccer and volleyball teams to make sure that our conditioning is complementary of each other and working together and talking to, with each other to share the kids and not making them have to choose between one or the other. Um, we, we take a lot of pride in that. And that's something that as I got into coaching, you know, I started looking at how does Marion local do it? How do, how do they do it with football and basketball? How does Coldwater do it? 
truth is the kids are in the gym, they're at school all the time, all through the year. And so we've kind of taken that model and ran with it. Um, and, and it's paid off for us, but you know, it, it, it takes kids to be willing to be that dedicated and parents to be able to be that supportive. Um, to let their kids do that too. Well, I would imagine that you guys are probably over the mood about the fact that with the way that your district draws out before you have to go to Paulding, you have one of the closer games on the 22nd. You get to come all the way over here to Spencerville. I love going to Spencerville. <laughs> it's worked like out pretty Zerby, well for you. Who's the, <laughs> yep. Uh, Zerby runs a, a really good program at Spencerville. He's got great facilities. Um, one of the best hospitality rooms besides Jim Holman's at St. Mary's. <laughs> we Suck like up. going to Spencerville. It's a, <laughs> it's a nice environment. Eric Goodwin at Coldwater. <laughs> Just want to throw that in there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you get to, yeah. hey, Chuffers is right behind my house. Anytime you want to come and get some, uh, you just drop me off a little bit and we'll be good. Perfect. I just had it the other day. It's fantastic. But it is cool, though, because you get to go. Obviously, you don't have to go that far from home. You play an early game. <clears throat> and I tried, I did the math on this for probably 15 minutes trying to figure out how to make this work. I wanted to be able to do your game against either Defiance or Elida on K94, mm-hmm. but the two games that night in the Walpog District in D4, uh, the first one I think is a 615, and I have to figure out how to be in Bluffton by about 515 for the OG girls that night, and I just couldn't make it work, and I was right. sad because... I faith in you. I, yeah, yeah, well, the cops <laughs> don't. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, you're right. My wife's got this weird thing about paying speeding tickets. <laughs> But if, I, if I could have, I, I would have loved to have seen you guys play Defiance or Elida mm-hmm. again. Yeah, and we're looking forward to that game too. But yeah, And I was thinking that was probably going to be one of the benefits of playing the afternoon game is possibly getting um, some media there. But, um, you know, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. That's okay. That's not why we play the game. <laughs> well, and yeah, again, we're looking I, forward to our matchup. I wanted too. to send Nate too, but he's got Spencerville at Lincoln View a couple hours later. So mm-hmm. it's one of those weird things where yep. – I hope that uh, maybe Jason Geyser can come in and film and get you guys some good highlights. Yeah, there you go. I I might try to be there for part of it, but I probably have to leave. I'm we'll sad. take any Hearn. We, we can take all the Hearn we can get. I'll just hang out behind your bench and eat a sub. Like, Coach, why would you make that? Why would you make that call? <laughs> you can join the club. <laughs> well, you know, I got to do something. Uh, thank you so much again for being on, and uh, I always enjoy whatever our conversations turn into. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Same here. Thanks for having me. And good luck tonight and in the tournament. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's a big, big one tonight. That's John Burke, the girls head coach at St. Mary's. Back to wrap up the show after this. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? Uh, no. How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters who have all the experience and can really make things happen, like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. Yep, deep bench there for sure. Then you got the front office personnel. That's all of us. You know, you're right. Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a lot like a sports team. And if you add in our playbook, which includes so many ways to score on a new or pre-owned car truck, the simile is complete. It is. And with our biggest in the area, Lee Kinsel Selection, a customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. 
See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Like Chevrolet says, find new roads. And Danny. Yeah, Coach? I hope you can dance. We need some cheerleaders. Big thanks to my surprise guest in John Burke for being a part of the show and spending some time talking about all that is St. Mary's. I absolutely love having him on. Just uh, one of my favorite people. I give him a lot of uh, guff because I enjoy him. College note. One big college note. I want to say shout out to Nathan Bruns, the Marion local flyer and University of Finley standout. Last week named the men's great Midwest player of the week and uh, what the Oilers have been able to do up there and get on a roll. A lot of uh, big things coming out of Finley. The girls have been on a roll as well. And uh, again, as always, I implore you to get out and watch as much college basketball as you can and get out and see high school basketball. Boys tournament draw coming up this coming weekend on a Sunday, probably next Wednesday, like we did for the uh, girls Nate and I will have a a tournament preview show. Might not be two hours long. A handful of uh, interviews sort of went a little longer than what we thought. I spent a lot of time editing it, but I think it was worth it. And again, uh, check it out. SoundCloud.com slash WZOQ Radio has got it up there. You can find it on Twitter as well. All right, as promised, I said earlier on, and I played a little bit of it with Aaron Matthews, in one of the earlier segments that uh, I would find a clip of he and I doing the show where I was an intern on 92 zoo. This is from October 29th, 1999. Without any further ado, Mike, the intern, we got lots in lots in lots of games. Would you see me? Hola. Okay. What well, we got me. Hit, okay. Hit, hit him. Okay. Coach. That's right. Bath 41, Kenton 20, and Bath wins for the first time in Kenton since 1985. And also Bath wins the WBL outright. Salina beat Shawnee 21 to 14. Uh, LCC beat Eastwood 16 to 14. Ooh, tight game there tonight. This one's even better. Oh, yeah, I know. I saw that one. Pickle beat Lima Senior 11 to 8. Spartans uh, possibility that the playoffs that were uh, they were going to possibility for it. I don't know if they're going to get in now. We'll find out on Sunday. Let's see what happens. Ottawa Glandorf beats up Elida 42 to 6. What was that? 42 to 6. Yeah. Upper Side of Valley beats up on Perry uh, 20 to. Yeah. What was it again? 20 to nothing. Yeah. St. Mary's beats Wapak 28 to 26. Uh, Van Wert loses to Defiant 45-14. What else you got, Big Perm? Delphus Jefferson beats Spencerville. Yeah. Yeah. 21-6 that final. I had to do that, Mike. Even though I, I Not too happy about that. Okay. Uh, Bluffton wins 48 to nothing over Allen East. Yeah. Yeah. Ada beats Crestview 35-14. Columbus Grove beats Paulding 61-6. Yeah. Yeah. St. Henry crushes Fort Recovery 35 to nothing. Mr. Beats New Bremen 28-24. Marion Local beats Parkway 31-7. Runs over Van Buren 40-13. What was that score again? 40-13? Yeah. All right, who'd they beat? Van Buren. Okay, who won that game? Hard Northern. Okay. What else you got? Proceed. Pandora Gilboa smacks around Lipsick 55-6. And Indian Lake just smacked down Ridgemont 34 to nothing. Thanks to Becky for giving us that score. Yes, yes. This one right here. What is it? 79 for Finley. Yeah. 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 Yeah
Oh yeah! Final score again to that one: seventy-nine, seventy-nine to twenty-two. Finley over Fostoria. I can't explain those memories. Uh, it's funny to go back to hear yourself like that, and I'm lucky that Aaron found uh, cassette tapes that he dubbed down uh, and was able to put that together. But good lord, those Friday nights were something else for a sixteen-year-old. Uh, there are many stories like that that I can't properly give enough credit to, but uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. Next week, talk about the boys' draw and have a handful of boys' coaches on as well. If you'd like to be on the show, simple. Hit me up on Twitter, at Michael Hearn PVP, and uh, we'll see what we can do. I would love to talk uh, more wrestling. We talked about Joe Dre last week and about the uh, young ladies making an impact on the local wrestling scene, but... Not enough wrestling talk, and uh, I'd love to talk swimming as well as the districts get underway. We'll see if maybe we can make that happen next week. And uh, thanks to Aaron. Thanks to John Burke. Thanks to uh, Gary as well for uh, being on the show. That's, that's all i got for this week. Get out and watch some basketball action. Get out and support your local athletes. That's what we do here. Goodbye. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.